Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Welcome. We have a special program today for you. We're talking impact, leadership, and outcomes with Commissioners David and Sharon Hudson with the Salvation Army. If you want to know, they're the ones leading it all over the country. David and Sharon, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Great you. Great to be here. Thank you. You know, before we get started talking about your leadership roles and your perspective of what God is doing at the Salvation Army, tell us about your faith. How do you keep your faith strong and your leadership in Christ, leadership Christ-centered each and every day? David, why don't you start and then Sharon, you can follow up. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Maybe this coronavirus we're going through right now has actually helped uh, more than usual. Uh, it's a real challenge, if, if I'm honest. You know, when you work uh, in, in any type of ministry, uh, it there's the lines become uh, blurred between uh, who you are and what you do and uh, what impact you're making. And so it's very, very difficult. So I, I have I get into a routine, uh, and if I say my normal life before all of this happened, I get up early, I, I go and I work out, and I kind of get my mind working, and then I immediately after that, when I get to the office, spend time alone, focusing on God's Word, before I listen to any news. I don't want the news and what's happening of the day to... Um, you know, to kind of focus me away from or maybe get into what I need to be doing during the day. So for me, it's a very regimented lifestyle, uh, very organized, especially in the morning until what I say about 8, 830. That's when I lose control of the day and I become everybody else's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happens to all the rest of us, too. Sharon, what about for you? How do you keep your faith fresh, your faith strong and your leadership Christ centered? Well, it, it sounds really simple, but it's things that we tell our Sunday school kids. Mm-hmm. Pray mm-hmm. and read your Bible. Um, it, and also I'm inspired by different uh, people that have gone on before us. And um, and I do have a, a, a couple of devotionals that I, I look at in, in the morning. I don't get up as quite as early as he does. <laughs> but um, in the morning, I that's what I really try to do in the morning. Mm. But also... Um, Throughout the day, um, thanking and being grateful mm-hmm. for things yeah, true. is um, helps helps to to build up my faith. And some days that's harder than others, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it is. You. I think I think both of us. Uh, we hate to admit it, but we're prone to worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and maybe it's our background and our background. And, you know, I'm talking about our family lives when we were younger. Both of us come from challenging paths different ways and i think that uh we always want more for our family we want you know better life for our kids and uh, we tend both of us tend to if not careful go to worst case scenarios which very seldom happen but uh we do uh i and i'll personally i say i I can dwell there really easily Mm. Thanks for being so transparent because it really helps us to see leaders, you know, being real because we hear all these lofty ideas, but being real every day really helps us so much. So talk to us about the Salvation Army and what are some of the ways that you're seeing the greatest kingdom impact happening? Well, maybe I'll start right now. I I think the Salvation Army is at its best in times like this. Mm. Um, The Salvation Army is prone 
uh, our, and it's in our DNA to serve. Um, we have a brand promise in the United States. It's doing the most good. And people say, well, that's pretty boastful that you're saying that. And we're saying, no, that's not what we're saying that about us. It's the promise that we are making uh, to the American public that we're going to do everything we can to do the most good. And so I look out today and life is upside down. Mm -hmm. uh, people are living in fear. They're living in uncertainty. People have lost jobs at record levels. And I see our people not thinking about themselves, but they are immediately stepping out. Uh, we, we have revamped all of our food distributions, expanded our food distributions. Everything's drive-through, creating space so that uh, there's that uh, adequate social distancing. People dropping off food, it's the same thing. Sheltering capacity has increased significantly. Uh, some, some places, 75% more people sheltered. We're having to space out our, uh, our existing shelters because we have to give that spacing. Right. So because of all our stores, they're closed. We repurposed our buildings. We're working with hotels to doing whatever we can to serve. So I, I see a great impact right now. And Sharon, why don't you share from your perspective how you see the impact of the Salvation Army transforming the lives of those you reach and serve? Well, that's that's our purpose at Salvation Army is to transform lives. Both of us have been transformed be, uh, because of our association with Salvation Army. My own dad went through what was called then called the Men's Social Service Center, which is called the Adult Rehabilitation Center now. And that's how we came to the Salvation Army, through mm. the Salvation Army Social Services. Um, through the many years that we've been uh, leaders in the, in the Salvation Army, I'm still amazed at the transform, transformation that takes place in people's lives, even through um, a gift at Christmas or a prayer um, being offered, uh, something simple, um, People remember those things. Um, we, uh, I don't know, we just, that's that's our purpose in Salvation Army is to see people's lives transformed. Mm. So tell, name one thing um, that really about your role in leadership that really drives you to your knees. Well, I guess I'll, I'll start. It's been, I'll let her start yeah. this time, so I'm giving you adequate warning. Um, again, going back to the fact that I tend to kind of work uh, from a place of I have to mitigate the worst possible scenarios, you know, yeah. prepare for the worst. The real message is of hope. We're going to get through this as people come and as the church comes together and serves people and prays for people and unites people together. We will get through this. So what drives me to the knees is, Lord, give me hope because I can't fake hope. You know, there's the old saying, Sarity, I can fake that. Uh, you really can't. You mm -hmm. have to actually believe that tomorrow is going to be a better day and be able to pro proclaim uh, broadcast. Amen. And we'll be right back. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in our mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manuals are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. 
Hey, welcome back to the podcast as we talk with Commissioners David and Sharon Hudson from the Salvation Army. These guys are the national commanders. They're the big kahunas at the Salvation Army. <laughs> so if you bought something at the Salvation Army, you don't like it, make sure you call these guys. Oh, no. No, no. no, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Just a lot thank of people do. <laughs> <laughs> we won't give them your phone no, number. No, we won't. We won't. Eight six. Oh, just kidding. Okay. So, David, just start off with you. Tell us about your leadership journey. How did God prepare you for leading the Salvation Army? Well, uh, well you know, first, you know, I guess you might make it shorter than that whole. That looked like about a five-hour-long conversation. Yeah. You know, I'm going to come back to one moment in in my uh, my ministry. Um, about 40 years ago, 35 years ago, my wife and I were pastoring a very small Salvation Army church in Pocatello, Idaho. It was very small. And a pastor oftentimes uh, gets all their self-esteem on how many people are going to be there on Sunday. Well, I would wake up on Monday morning and say Sunday is only six days away and be in absolute terror that my mm-hmm. whole valid uh, validation was in a come. And we were on, we were in um, probably in a, a point in our lives that it could have gone another way. I had a good friend of me, uh, mine come and say to me, um, uh, I have a word from God for you. And I was being a little snarty and I said, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, what is God's word? He said, you know, Dave, God wants to do something significant in your life, but first he has to do it in your life. For, you know, he wants to do it through you, but he has to do it in you. Hmm. Jump forward five years later, there was another moment, and I began to see that fulfillment, that God was actually doing something through me. So here it is. God has to do something in you before he can ever do it through you. That's amazing. So for you, that was a real defining moment that transformed you for now what God has in store for you. So Sharon, what about for you? Were you on a a parallel journey with that or was there a defining moment for you that really transformed you? Well, um, as as people know, the Salvation Army um, honors women as leaders too, Mm -hmm. but I never really thought of me as a leader, even though I was leading Sunday schools and um, women's uh, meetings. I was leading music groups. I was leading, but to me, that was my ministry. That was my calling, mm-hmm. that, um, and also my responsibility to what the Salvation Army um, has for us to do. I, I didn't really think about leadership or leadership styles until I uh, took a course at um, at Fuller, and it was on leadership. And uh, then, you know, how you go through these tests of your leadership styles and things uh-huh. like that. And I said, well, I guess I've been doing it right because um, I, I, I feel that I'm a relational leader. And then reading Henry Nouwen's book, In the Name of Jesus, about servant hmm. leadership and, um, and also just using the example of Jesus and how he took time with people, individuals. He was with the crowds, but he... He saw people as they who they were. You know, a lot of us learn from leaders that came before us. And, and whether you've learned from a leader that came before you in the Salvation Army or some other leader, David, who, who would that leader have been? Uh, somebody that you've learned from that you, not idolize, but somebody that you follow and listen to, maybe even today, as an example. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a number of uh, what I call surrogate fathers. I, I, I grew up without a father uh, for most of my, my childhood. And... Uh, I had some significant men come into my life, and uh, 
it was it's interesting because I think I'm an officer today because of God working in them. Um, I wanted to be like them and I wanted to emulate them and God would bring another person, another person. So there's been about four or five. Uh, many of them believed in me when I did not believe in myself. When I was uh, times of doubt and fear, they saw something in me. Sharon and I were going through a crisis period a few years ago, and I felt I was totally useless. And I said to, to the leader that I was serving with, why do you do this for me? And he said, Dave, you're worth investing in. Mm. I didn't quite understand it at the time, um, but, um, but it, it, I own it now. Also, Sharon mentioned the book of uh, In the Name of Jesus. I read that book every year. Every year, I reread that book one more time, one more time, one more time. And it's, again, it's about the powerful nature of God working in us and through us to anybody and everybody. Mm, that's so good. So you would recommend that for the people listening to this podcast to maybe do the same thing? Well, I, I think you ought to do, you know, something that sure. that grounds you back and helps you realize um you know, the progress you're making and, and, uh, and through life. It's like, mm. you know, when you're growing up, when uh, mom and dad had the little ruler, uh, you know, uh, on the door, on the yeah. door sill. <laughs> I'm thinking about the ruler that was doing this. No, the measurement. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it, would, it would mark your, your growth. Yes. Uh, and you can look back and say, God is doing this in my life. I can see how far I've come and not how much for, more how much longer I have to go, how, not how much I fall short, but how far God has brought me. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good word. Sharon, how about you? You did mention that same book, and that's, you know, it really made a big pivotal thing in your life. What about other leaders or people that have really spoken into you as a leader? Well, um, people who took time uh, to invest in me, mm. um, but also people who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and they pushed me, you know, really, you know, gave me responsibilities that I didn't think I could do or um, or just took the took the time to, to say they're praying for me or um, that they're they're there for me. Of course, you learn from um, different leadership styles and you have to uh, figure out how to work with that. But um you, you learn from them, too. It's powerful when people speak into you. I think both of you mentioned that there were people that saw in you something worth, you know, pushing and encouraging. And um, that is a great quality of a leader and one to be passed on to others. Yeah. So this is a question I'd love to ask leaders. What's one thing, and we'll start with you, Sharon, what's one, and really quick, what's one thing you wish your younger you had known? Oh, boy. <laughs> Just one thing. Oh, boy. Um, David, help her out while she's thinking. I know. <laughs> okay, real One quick. One thing. Yeah. Well, Sorry, maybe I'll jump point. in real quick and then let her uh, let her think, have a moment just to think. Be the you God made you to be and not trying to be somebody you're not. Oh, well, that's pretty powerful. That's a good one. Sharon, what about um, you? To, to, to be real. Um, sometimes be, being a relational leader is risky mm. because um, you make friends with the people that you lead. And sometimes um, you, know, that you, you, ha you also you, your heart breaks when you have to leave them. Yeah. Salvation Army, we uh, go on to different appointments. Right. But we have 
really beautiful friends. All right, we'll be right back. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him PowerPod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him PowerPod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him PowerPod. Take control of your listening time today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. As we talk today with Commissioners David and Sharon Hudson, the National Commanders of the Salvation Army, these guys really know what's going on from the top levels to the ground level. They've got a handle on it. Is this, you guys are just in charge of the United States, right? You're not in charge across the globe? No, no, no. Actually, in the United States, we have four separate territories. Okay. Uh, and each of them are, are fairly independ- independent. Uh, I, my wife and I work at the national office, which coordinates all activities which are deemed to be national in scope. So we may not, we don't have direct line authority over, you know, Boston or Los Angeles, or like I said, Pocatello, Idaho. But if anything is deemed national, uh, then, uh, we, that is in our, our scope of, uh, of work. Very good. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm just going to say, Jim said, you know, you're just over the national. <laughs> Obviously, we know that's a really okay. big deal. So thank you. Okay. You guys, that you know, may have come across wrong. No, I'm very sorry. I, I mean, that is absolutely amazing. And I just, it's amazing to me, too, that you are a team together doing that. And I think the Salvation Army sets an incredible example with that. So I just don't want to miss that in the in the conversation. So, well said, and I feel well corrected. Oh, my word. <laughs> so let's talk about the Christian Leadership Alliance, because we know that it's a place where leaders come to invest the best of what they know into other leaders. So what leadership idea or thinking would you like to share with the people that are listening to um, our talk today? Today. David. Well, you know, yeah, you know, iron sharp, sharpens iron. People coming together that may have different, and actually out of different ministries. Uh, sometimes, you know, we get group think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. tend to think Salvation Army morning, noon, and night, and what we're doing, what we're doing, what we're doing. But there's other great organizations and great Christian organizations. And what I get out of the Alliance is uh, when we come together, I meet people that have the same goal of uh, being God's influence and God's word and God's direction for uh, the people in the United States and, and actually even broader than that. And so they, they challenge me in my thinking and sometimes I'll say something and I think, well, we can't do that. And then I'll immediately say, well, why can't we do that? Mm. And so the Alliance brings an opportunity for cross pollinization uh, for me and also bless being on their board. And so I get to work with Tammy on a regular basis and uh, and uh, just uh, see these great men and women coming together to to try and improve God's footprint and influence uh, on the leaders. Sharon, what about you? Uh, what idea or thinking would you like to share as an investment in those listening to the Outcomes Conference podcast today? Um, just to get to know people in other ministries, uh, ministry opportunities, leadership, um, and and to really, we need each other. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking this so much in the last, um, actually, a few years, 
that um, we're not in competition. <laughs> we all we all have the same purpose, and that is to bring people into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And no matter what uh, what we do, I've had the opportunity of meeting with some women from different parts of the world in uh, in leadership um, uh, in in, lead, in their leadership. Um, we just mm-hmm. uh, had a chance to just pray together, and um, and none of us felt intimidated by each other, even though, you know, all these the, the women were in such high position in their uh, in their countries. But we just uh, we we all felt that we were sisters in the Lord, hmm. and we felt united there. Hmm. It's such a great thing for people to realize that, you know, we can do better together to not be in competition, but to work alongside each other. I love what you said, David, about the the making that footprint better for the kingdom. So I hope those are some great, great takeaways. So you want to talk about well, discipleship? Yeah, this, is, this is a hot topic for me and really, I think, for the body of Christ worldwide. Discipleship and mentoring. What role is discipleship and mentoring? What, what role does it play throughout the Salvation Army? David, you already mentioned the incredible men that have invested in your life. And, and, and so I want to talk about what role does it have in and throughout the Salvation Army? Well, yeah, that, that's a tough one. We could spend uh, an hour. Uh, but we don't talking. have an hour. We don't have an hour. <laughs> one thing that I do, I can just go back to what I do. I always identify three or four younger leaders that are coming up that I see great potential in. And I spend lots of time with those men and women. And uh, oftentimes my wife and I will meet with them together, especially mm. if there's a woman involved. Uh, just to let them know uh, that God has a great purpose in their life. And so we have significant mentoring programs and character building programs throughout the entire Salvation Army. But programs only give an opportunity to build relationships. Right. That's all a program does. And so building those relationships with the people that are kind of going to come after you. I said earlier that I am a Salvation Army officer today, I fully believe, because there's been people that God placed in me that were in that role that I wanted to be like. And uh, and so I'm hoping that I'm leaving a foot uh, footpath, you know, mm-hmm. for people coming behind and say, without trying to say saying boastful in any way, but I would like to be like David and Sharon mm-hmm. and keeping on. And then the powerful, powerful thing of believing in people. Very good. So, Sharon, just real quick, what do you have anything to add to that in discipling or mentoring others? We have, I've had opportunity to mentor um, young women, um, but a lot of times it's just informal. It's mm-hmm. not, not any set way of doing things. Right. But um, uh, I, you know, you have to think of yourself in especially in, in this in leadership capacity that you are a role model model yeah. no matter what you do Amen. first of all to first of all to your children in your home mm-hmm. and to the the children that you uh, minister to and the young people that as they're 
They're watching, well, aren't they? In their ministry, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so important that we recognize that within the body of Christ, that really mentoring and disi- mentorship and discipleship, it's so important because everybody's watching and we all learn from godly leaders over us. So I want to thank you, David and Sharon Hudson. Commissioners here with the Salvation Army, David National Commander, Sharon, the National President of Women's Ministries. Did I get that right? Yes, you right. did. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you Thank so you. much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this podcast inspired you to think higher and deeper for a greater kingdom gain. Remember, the wisdom in the podcast came to you on its way to someone else. If you loved it, say so and share it today with a friend. I'm Jim. And I'm Martha. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number 4him.com